Good morning. It's Sunday, June the 19th, and I'm Aya Wimala. We've got a gloomy day this morning. It's still very hot and muggy, but my goodness, it looks like a, a late fall day. It's good to see all of you. It's good to just know there's so many of you who are out there who are who are getting something out of uh, being with me. And today, um, I want to start by reading my wish, and then I have something very interesting I'd like to, to read with you. I won't, I won't read too long, but, it's, but I found it early this morning, and I think it's, a, uh, it's something we all really need to be paying attention to just as a way to, uh, well, I'll tell you that after I do my wish with you, okay? May I become, at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those who have lost and are in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. Thank you. That's a be- our beautiful reminder of what can keep us um, keep us going and what can keep us on the right path, no matter what spiritual teaching we. We uh, we're we're drawn to. I think the idea of having compassion for all beings is uh, is one that will never will never go wrong with that. So let me tell you what I have today. This I get a, a newsletter, and I and I know I think it was Jason Warren and a few other people at the temple who told me about it, and. Um, it's the 10% Happier newsletter, and it's, it comes from the author of the, the book 10% Happier, which is highly recommended. But today, this one is, is on. It, there's an article by a doctor who is um, Dr. Susan Pollock, the author of Self-Compassion for Parents, and the co-founder of the Center for Mindfulness and Compassion at Harvard Medical School. So she's, she's yeah, the book Self-Compassion for Parents, that sound, just the title sounds pretty good. I wish I'd had that book when I was raising my kids. So look for that. But I think she does similar things to the, the work that Rick Hansen does and Richie Davidson do in Madison. So... This article, the title, when I got it in the mail, uh, attracted me to it. Are you suffering from Zoom apnea? And it's her article, and uh, I want to skim over just the purse first, but what, what I'm happy about is that she's talking about our breath, and she talks about it the same way we do when we meditate. And uh, I know if you're like me, you have a lot of, you may be working on Zoom or Uber Conference or any of the other uh, 
your school or your business may have their own version of that. But Zoom has just become, you know, it's like Kleenex. So now, so many of us, you may be working that way every day with a long work, work day, or you're, if you are at home and when you do have time, your activities may be primarily on Zoom. I know mine are from being a student in classes to uh, watching teachers that I really love or listening to things on, on YouTube. Um, but, but a lot doing it, I'm doing a lot of things on Zoom. I'm teaching, I'm doing this group. Well, this group is, is uh, Facebook. Uh, I do some Zoom classes for the Blue Lotus in Florida. We'll, have, we'll be having more classes on Zoom through Blue Lotus that I'll be doing, and Bhante Bhatti is doing a sutta study on Zoom now. So I would say the majority, all, all of the work I'm doing is on Zoom, and, um, and, and I'm not on it full time, it's, but I'm on it a lot. So I, those of you working that way, um, I admire your tenacity, and it's I love it. But this article is very uh, eye-opening, and I think it's it gives us advice for everything we're doing in our life. It's just like a meditation discussion. So, um, she became. Do you have Zoom apnea? And it's by Dr. Susan Pollock. From work negotiations to talking to friends to family interactions and even holiday celebrations, we depend on our screens now to keep us connected. And yet, while we are grateful for the ability to work and stay in touch with our loved ones, more and more people are commenting on how exhausted they are from all these virtual interactions. And she's saying one reason for this exhaustion may be as simple as the breath. And we all know the breath is simple, but the breath is very profound in our practice. Over a decade ago, researcher Linda Stone noticed that a majority of people, possibly 80%, unconsciously hold their breath or breathe shallowly when texting or emailing. Now think about that. Use your memory. Think about think about that. Unconsciously holding their breath when texting or emailing, she called it screen apnea. And indeed, just this past week, on one of the many Zoom calls that now populate my day, as I practice telemedicine, I noticed that I was barely breathing. Is Zoom apnea the newest manifestation of screen apnea? There's good reason to be concerned. In the short term, screen apnea can affect our well-being and our ability to work efficiently. Shallow breathing can also trigger a nervous system fight, flight, or freeze response if we stay in the state of breathing for extended periods of time. It can not only impact sleep, energy, memory, and learning, but also exacerbate depression panic, and anxiety. And over the long term, not breathing properly contributes to, and we know this, stress-related diseases and disturb the body's balance of oxygen, carbon dioxide, and nitric oxide, 
which keep the immune system strong, fight infection, and mediate inflammation. Fortunately, combating screen apnea can be very simple, especially if you already have a meditation practice. See there? Simply bringing attention to your breath and body can make a huge difference. Here's a simple three-part practice that I recommend even if you're right in the middle of a Zoom call. First, notice and relax. The next time you're feeling tired at your computer screen, well, that's a lot for me these days, maybe on a video conference call or responding to email or a text, pause for a moment and notice what is happening in your body. What is your posture? Are you slumped over your phone or laptop? Is your breathing shallow? Are you tense? Are your muscles rigid? Is your jaw clenched? Are you making fist with your hands? Try not to judge yourself if you're doing any of these things. That's definitely not helpful. Sound familiar? Just notice what's happening and relax out of any unnecessary tension. Sit a bit more upright. Keep it simple. I want to read that again. Try not to judge yourself if you're doing any of these things. That's definitely not helpful. Just notice what's happening and relax out of any unnecessary tension. Sit a bit more upright. Keep it simple. Second, enjoy one deep breath. Take a moment to pause with eyes open or closed, but not focused on the screen. Gently lengthen the spine, letting yourself feel some spaciousness in your backbone. Try lifting your lower back upward. Enjoy a nice, deep inhale. And then, most importantly, let yourself exhale fully, making a noise if you like, if you're on mute, that is. Feel your natural breath. Don't hold, control, or micromanage it. Notice the sensations as you inhale, and notice the sensations as you exhale. Third, add in some compassion. Even in the short pause of a single deep breath, you might notice some difficult feelings coming up. Sadness, isolation, worry. See if you can make a little space for them to just let them be. This is not an easy time. There is a lot that we miss about the way things used to be, and a lot of fear is what to come. A lot of fear of what is to come, as well as concern for ourselves or our loved ones. So give yourself some compassion for all of the adjustments and changes you have had to make. If you like, put a hand on your heart and acknowledge all that you are doing to adapt to this new normal. Extend some gratitude towards yourself, even for the small things. That's it. Notice and relax. Enjoy one deep breath with a full exhale. And add in a little compassion for yourself and others at the end. And as always, remember to be kind to yourself, take breaks, and if you can, pause to inhale some fresh air.
Isn't that wonderful? And that's from 10% Happier, and it's a really good uh, weekly newsletter that you can get for free. And I think you can just Google 10% Happier, 10%.com, all one word, 10%.com is their website. So doesn't it sound exactly like meditation? But you, it's something to do that can work when you're, you're in the middle of work, when you're in the middle of listening to... I think it works for YouTube, too. The, uh, there are a lot of really good classes that Bhikkhu Bodhi's done and the different teachers are doing all around the world. And those are on YouTube. Just search for the topic that you're interested in. But those can be long. And if you're doing a class that way, it's, it's, it's the same. It's less tense, I think, than Zoom because you're not, uh, you're not watching everybody and you don't have to feel like everybody's watching you. But uh, it, the intensity is still there like it would be in a class. And a lot of kids, remember, are, they're, work, they're going to be working a lot this way for school. And so many universities may be going to 100% doing their classes online. So so we need to let our kids, let the people in our lives know about this. I think the technique we have when we sit together that I'm teaching, whenever I t am doing a, leading a meditation these days, is that putting our hands lightly on our belly and feeling that rise and fall of the belly that's a good one too because we're learning to just take those breaths that get below the top of our chest where fear and anxiety and anger will will reside and if we're just if we become aware of oh okay that oxygen's getting down there it's filling my lungs and uh, moving moving my belly and we can learn to do that naturally, and that's really good for this, uh, these, these, these times, right? So, please, I can. Uh, I think it's going to be easy for you to find this because, I, and it's uh, this is Dr. Susan Pollock, and it's in the Ten Percent Weekly, and it was just dated this morning, so should be easy to find. So this is, um, we can do a little practice. And remember, you know, mindfulness ha is involved with our memory as well. So um, we not only can bring to mind the teachings and the qualities and the things that we want to remember in our practice when we're being mindful, but we can remember about the, the value of finding our breath if we're stressed, if we're angry, if we're, if, we're, if we're exhausted on Zoom. Sometimes classes, if I have two or three, three that's, is a lot, but in one day, but two in a row, I really feel, I really feel it about the middle of the second one. But if we can remember when we begin to feel that tiredness or that exhaustion, we can remember, okay, now take a second and 
look at my posture and be aware of my breathing. And we can really help that. I think these are this, those, that's wonderful advice. And most of us are feeling it, I'm sure. So let's do that. And let's practice a little bit. We don't we have about ten minutes. So we're all lucky because we all already know about meditation. Most a lot of us came into this beforehand with a meditation practice. A lot of people are learning about it and in, more and more interested in it. Uh, so what a wonderful thing to be grateful for is that, that we that we have this practice under our belts. It's probably almost as easy for us to forget about it when we're really under a lot of pressure or tension. And we know when we have difficult emotional states, it's easy to forget about it, even in the moment. But we have this to come back to. We have the, the training we have in meditation. We always have it to come back to, no matter how long it's been since we've we've uh, allowed it to be part of our daily life. And, and it's really important to be able to do it. As we're finding out, we have to be able to do it without having a temple to go to or without having a center to go to, we, with uh, other people there to support us all the time. We have to find our support more and more within us. And that's, that's what this practice is doing for us. So, gently close your eyes if you can. Remember that lifting up of the back of your back. Look at your posture first. That lifting up and creating space in your spine. Just feel, feel yourself lifting up. And then as you exhale, let your shoulders drop. They don't have to go with your lifting up. Let them drop. Be relaxed. But lift your spine. Bring your chin down just a little. And I think if you don't, if you carry tension in your face, you can keep your lips closed if you like, but it's really important to try to drop your uh, where your jaw meets back under your, you know, under your ears. See if you can just let that jaw drop a little bit, open up a little bit. When you meditate, that really can help relax tension in your face. This is why doing body scans and working with our body is so important. You can do a body scan every morning, even before you get out of bed. It can help you wake up. It's very good to do them whenever, if you feel like you're too restless to do a, a, a meditation just sitting you can do a body scan because you can focus your attention on each part of your body. 
or as you walk, you can scan your body and see how it feels in that posture and walking. You can really begin to see some of your habitual patterns in your walking. Where you, where you slump or where you begin to feel. For me, I begin to feel lower back pain and, it's, and I can tell it's in my walk. And you can work, you can work with that. You can change that. You can, when we know our bodies well, we know where the pain is and where it isn't. But if we want that one second, lift your spine, take a breath, and exhale fully. Now I want you to focus on several rounds of your breathing. As you breathe in, breathe in gratitude and breathe out gratitude and compassion. Breathe in gratitude and breathe out gratitude and compassion. Have gratitude for yourself. As she says in the article, even for the little things. Have gratitude for your practice. Have gratitude for the moments of stillness you can create in your day. Gratitude, the peace you've created. Gratitude, just for the way you're taking care of yourself. Gratitude for your loved ones. Just breathe for a few moments, eyes closed, our minds open. We don't have to get tangled up in our, our thoughts. They're all small right now. We can, we can afford to let them go for now. They'll be there. They'll be waiting for us. Just be with your breath.
And as you sit, sitting in peace, sitting in gratitude, I'll read my wish. And keep sitting if you can. Don't stop. Let this just be part of part of your breath. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. May peace be with you, with all your loved ones, and with all beings everywhere. Thank you so much. Keep sitting. <laughs>